All right, hello. This is Major Steve Dre. With Major Sarah Nicholson. Calf Chat. Yeah, today we're going to talk about United States v. Heiser, 82MJ60, which was a calf case from earlier this year, 2022. So tell us about this case, Major Nicholson. So this case is the first ever calf case interpreting the definitions contained in Article 117 Alpha, specifically the elements of identifiable and reasonable connection to the military environment. And for our listeners out there, Article 117 Alpha is a relatively new 2017 statute titled Wrongful Broadcast or Distribution of Intimate Visual Images. Yeah, so you said it, but it's worth repeating. Like this case, the CAF granted review, and they're looking to figure out what the definition of identifiable is, right? The sort of like left and rights of identifiable and then what reasonable connection to the military environment. They're looking at those two specific definitions within the long Very 117 long. alpha. I mean, it's exciting because this is one of the, this is the first opinion that the CAF is is looking at this new statute. So tell us about the facts of this case, Major Nicholson. Okay, so the facts of this case are that PFC Connor Heiser was married to the victim in this case, who we'll call Specialist VG, another soldier at Fort Drum. The couple made an intimate video during the course of their marriage, and when the marriage goes south, Private Heiser posts these videos as revenge against his wife. The video in this case is a three-minute video depicting Private Heiser having sexual intercourse with Specialist VG and he posts this video to Pornhub and he does this under the username CBHeiser02. His profile picture on Pornhub is also an actual picture of himself and he posts the video three separate times under the title Quickie with the Wife as well as some more crudely worded titles all containing the word wife. Right, he's got three separate snippets, right? It's like one video that he took. It's expletive my wife. That's the first one. Expletive my wife's expletive. That's the second one. And then quickie with the wife. That's the third one. And they're all, what, they all show her from the back, right? There's no face. We don't ever see the the female's face in the video, but we see some other things, right? Yeah, so the videos are all filmed from the perspective of the accused having intercourse with Specialist VG from behind. Therefore, her face is not visible. However, her military-style bun and wedding ring are visible, but you never see her face at any point during this video. All right, so so you, you mentioned it at the beginning. Why did the CAF grant this case? What exactly are they looking at? Well, what the CAF is looking at is whether the military judge abused her discretion by accepting PFC Heiser's guilty plea. And I want our listeners to keep in mind that this is a review of a guilty plea. Um, So the CAF is just looking to see that there's a basis in law or fact for PFC Heiser's guilty plea. And Private Heiser is arguing on appeal that These videos were posted under circumstances where, number one, the victim was not identifiable, and number two, there was no reasonable connection to the military environment. And so what does the CAF hold before we get into... Well, they hold that there's no basis in law or fact to question Private Heiser's guilty plea, so they uphold the guilty plea. Right. They say no substantial basis in law and fact to question 
Heiser's guilty plea, which is them saying close enough, right? That the military judge didn't abuse her discretion in accepting the accused guilty plea, right? Correct. All right. So talk us through Major Nicholson, what the cap says about identifiable identifiable so the text of article 117 alpha says the victim can be identifiable from the image or video itself or from information displayed in connection with the visual image so here not only did the victim recognize herself but the military judge had a substantial basis in fact for concluding that the victim would be identifiable from the info posted along with the video. So, like we said earlier, Private Heiser's username is CB Heiser. His profile photo is an actual photo of himself, and he called all the videos something along the lines of sex with my wife. So all these things taken together were enough for the calf to say, yep, she was identifiable. She not only identified herself, but... If you look at all the information displayed in connection with this video, someone could figure out who Specialist VG was. Right, and so we'll, get, we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end, but they reject the argument that the general public, right, at large sort of needs to be able to readily identify the victim, right? Yeah, so the appellant in this case argued that identifiable should be from the perspective of the general public, but the CAF says... That isn't in the text of the statute, so no dice. It's, it's not part of the statute, and it's not part of any definition in the statute. Identifiable is not defined further, um, either by the statute or by any executive order. Perfect. So what else does the CAF analyze in this case? So they also analyze connection to the military environment. And here, the CAF really goes out of its way to explain that this is a review of a guilty plea. And they find that there is a basis in fact for the military connection because a member of the military, Specialist VG, again, another soldier at Fort Drum, did come into contact with the images. And so they just looked at the plain meaning of the word connection and the CAF was satisfied that Specialist BG coming into contact with these images and that having a direct and palpable effect on her was enough to satisfy this element. Right. It's not, it's not some overcomplicated analysis that they're doing here. And again, like we keep on harping on this being a guilty plea. So we're taking what the accused stipulated to. And the accused did stipulate at least to there being a negative impact on the Fort Drum community, right? That comes out. There's not much analysis on on the extent of that, but the accused said it in his stipulation, and we'll, t- we'll accept that as being direct and palpable. And the CAF, again, a plain, plain reading of the text, finding that Specialist VG was put into contact with this, and she is a member of the military, and so that's going to pass muster here under this, on these facts, with this element that's enough, right? Yeah, on these facts with this case. But here is where I want to, you know, caution our practitioners out in the field because, you know, since this case was decided, 
there has been a new executive order signed, and we now have a more comprehensive definition of reasonably direct and palpable connection to a military environment. And I encourage everyone listening, go read that definition. It's in the military judges bench book, the online bench book. It's, it's already been updated. And there's basically two ways that that can be looked at. And I'm not sure that this case would be a great um, help to practitioners in the field operating under that new definition. Yeah, certainly a word of caution, right? Pay attention, make sure that you can, that your facts would meet up with this instruction that's laid out in the, in the bench book. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The other interesting thing about this section of the opinion and, you know, I've, I've come across this as well, teaching this to various audiences. Everyone, can, uh, there's a lot of people that conflate term, the terminal element of an Article 134 offense, prejudicial to the good order and discipline or service discrediting, with the terminal element here. And it's easy to see why that is because they sound sort of similar, but CAF says, hey, everybody, they're not the same. Yeah, so it's a good point, right? Because you read this element, and they, you know, they, the Article 117 Alpha, as CAF describes, prolix, right? There's 300 words in the statute. It's long, it's big, and this element that we're talking about, the fourth, is whose conduct under the circumstances had a reasonably direct and palpable connection to a military mission or military environment. And Major Nicholson, I think that's a that's an important distinction, right? That's not the same definition that we're given in Article 134. Kind of smells like Article 134, but it's not a 134. It's different. And now we've got this new helpful guidance that's in the military judge's bench book that defines it a little better. But it seems like in this case, it's almost it's almost speculative, right? That this would be direct and palpable connection to a military mission, right? We just have, well, it could get out. It could have gotten out there and made things bad for the unit. I mean, we've got, again, we've got this one small note in the stipulation that it had a negative impact on Fort Drum. And again, we're stressing this. This is a guilty plea, so the evidence isn't developed. We've got that. But the impact on the mission, it feels a little speculative in this case. And it seems like this new instruction that's in the bench book that's dictated by the new executive order seems to indicate that there has to be an actual effect as a result, right? So there's a lot. Not only does the language of the statute say had a reasonably direct and palpable connection, but the, the definitions talk about conduct that must be clearly detrimental to the authority or statue of or respect toward a service member or has a measurably divisive effect on unit or organization, discipline, morale, or cohesion. So it's not it's not saying could cause these things. The statute is asking the fact finder to find if that did happen in that case. Right. Less speculative, more direct and palpable. Yep. So what do you think? Is is this case decided differently? if Specialist VG was not in the military, right? If she was Mrs. VG at this time and at all times, are we on the information we have in this case? Yeah, is I'd this gonna be a conviction? Is this, does this meet all the elements of 117 Alpha? I think here on these facts, Specialist VG was a civilian, Mrs. VG, and there was 
no other you know connection to the military it would fail it would fail on that last element as not having a any connection to a military mission or military environment but you can imagine a scenario where say it's getting around in the unit and you've got evidence that other people in the unit had it right had some kind of like illicit video or illicit images of a civilian spouse or ex-spouse or girlfriend or ex-girlfriend where it does have a direct and palpable impact on the military mission environment, right? Absolutely. Just because the victim is a civilian doesn't foreclose using Article 117 Alpha to charge this kind of misconduct. The government's just going to have to put on evidence, um, you know, one of the two ways I just mentioned to satisfy that, that final element there. All right, great. Well, any other thoughts, Major Nicholson? So what... I think uh, practitioners could take away from this case is that, you know, not having the visible face of a victim in the photo or video is not the end-all be-all of a 117 alpha charge. And I think this case is still a good example of someone being identifiable from information displayed in connection with the visual image. So yeah, someone would have to put two and two together, but for the calf, that would be enough to satisfy this element of identifiable right and certainly that it doesn't need to be readily identifiable from by the general public right here we've got at least we've got a case that indicates that the victim themselves may be the only person who really ever put it together but if they were able to that's identifiable right it doesn't require some third party we'll call it or some outside party to identify the victim yeah i think that's fair all right anything else no, that's it for U.S. v. Heiser. Short and sweet to US the point. U.S. v. Heiser. We're All right. really doing it. Thanks, Major Nicholson.